the Super Bowl. Goes for the deep shot. He's got the touchdown. And Mahomes at bay. The Tampa Bay Bucks Super Bowl 55. Hello and welcome to the Bucks Banter Podcast. My name is Colin Hallboom and I am happy to be here broadcasting our 20th episode of the Bucks Banter Podcast live on Bucks Report. Unfortunately, we are still without Bo this week as he's just wrapping up his vacation, but rest assured, loyal listeners, he will be back for our next episode. I can promise you that. It's just too close to the start of the NFL season for him not to be. So for the second week in a row, I'm riding dirty with Scotty Capron as my co-host this evening. Scott, what is good, my dude? Uh, yeah, not not uh, you know, we're we're hanging in there, pal. We're we're getting close, and uh, I know Bo isn't here with isn't here with us, but he's he's uh he sent in a couple texts today that uh, that'll definitely make the show when we uh when we get into this to our best bets of the of the season coming up here. So miss you, but yeah, man. Uh. Like I like we've been saying, just getting that much closer. We're we're what 10, 10 days away from the Bucks Cowboys on Thursday night. Incredible. Should be a good one. Oh, and, so good. Yeah. And you kind of stole my my thunder, but if there was one episode, only one of the Bucks Banter podcast that Scott would be absolutely required for, it would most definitely be this one. Oh. Why you might ask? Because tonight is our NFL best bets episode. The preseason is over, and we'll be doing a preview of that Bucks cowboys game next Monday night, the one Scott just alluded to, the one everyone already knows and thinks about constantly. Yes. But what better time than now to dive into some betting odds with the dwarf lantern shark of sports gambling? He's affectionately known by some as Copronicus for his ability to predict <laughs> the unpredictable. Huh. We had to make sure our resident betting expert and beloved co-host Scotty Cap was in the building for this one. That was just the rest of my little intro for you. It's good. Well, wow. I mean... A lot to take in there. Copronicus, yeah, I remember when uh, when Perm called me that in about 2007. Didn't really know what to make of it at the time. Still don't know, but we'll take it. And, uh, hey, this is the part of the season. This is the part of the calendar year when we all think we have a good beat on what these teams are going to look like, right? We all know who the seven playoff teams in each conference are going to be. So it's fun. And then, you know, by week three, when you've suffered your sixth bad beat out of eight bets and you just want to jump off a cliff, then maybe we can, uh, you know, we can we can revisit. But as of right now, I'm loving looking at the board and loving, uh, loving looking at all these plays we're going to talk about tonight. Awesome. I love it. Sorry, we're just having a bit of an issue with our Facebook here. So I'm just talking to uh, some Bucks Report people trying to get that sorted out. But in the meantime, we are broadcasting live on Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, uh, among other places. So. Uh, hopefully, we'll get that sorted out shortly. In the meantime, we can churn along here, and we'll just get started with what's up with the Bucks, because after all, this is the Bucks Banter Podcast. Need to talk a little Bucks before we get into our our gambling content. Absolutely. Um, yeah, the final preseason game is in the books, and it was a win, twenty three sixteen for the Bucks. Not like the end result matters. What did matter though was how how the starters looked after a putrid opening drive. Um, Tom Brady was was all but completely surgical on the second and third drives. He, he finished 11 for 14 for 151 yards and a touchdown. Um, pretty sure he played like around a quarter, if not less. So Bruce, Bucko Bruce Arians wasn't fully honest regarding uh, all the starters playing a half. And I think most Bucks fans would be thankful that that was not the case. Um, 
And uh, sorry, uh, I think most most Bucks fans will be thankful that they just got him in, showed what he could do, and they got out. Seven of those eleven completions were split between Antonio Brown and Chris Godwin. Um, he was spreading the ball around. Those receivers looked really sharp. Uh, we've talked a lot about how we expect Antonio Brown to be more involved this season, and I think that brief snippet uh, would be indication that we may be on the right path in that regard. Yeah, what a I mean, great line. Um, obviously the numbers that those drives spoke for themselves, get him a couple reps, uh, get him some flow, all that, have another week and a half here to prepare and get, get ready for the first game. Probably couldn't have asked for a better, uh, a better performance from Brady in the offense. Like you said, after that first drive, so good for them. Um, like you said, not a huge deal. Obviously it wouldn't be alarm bells if anything, you know, if it didn't look that good, but it's always nice to just see your offense uh, clicking like that, even if it is August and um, yeah, just, just gears us up that much, that much more for this opener. And I, I can't wait. I can't wait to watch this offense play. I, I like, I'm truly excited and interested to see what left, which comes up with, see if they're more aggressive on first down um, just how Brady's going to spread the ball around. I can't wait. I can't wait to watch it. Like, and sorry, I, I know we, we're touching on this Cowboys game, and, it, and it's game one out of seventeen. But what a fun game! Like you know, any it's there's at least insanity that's going to happen with any Cowboys game, right? Like anything can happen. There, like Jerry Jones might run on the field and try to block someone. You, you know, like it's it's such a great matchup. It's such a good uh, good way to start the season. I can't wait for that actual game. Yeah, me too, man. It's fun. And like word came out today that Dak will be playing Jerry Jones. Good. Um, Honestly, good. Yeah, no kidding. Like, yeah. Imagine we had to watch Ben DiNucci or something. Like, oh, no. Yeah. He's, so. he's, he's still trying to get up off the mat from that pile driver you gave him like three weeks ago on here. So, <laughs> oh, Benny, Benny DiNucci. Benny D. Um, Bucks made some, some roster cuts, uh, some expected, some not as expected. Um, Tanner Hudson, the highly productive tight end, like the most productive from a receiving perspective, tight end in camp for the Bucks. Tanner Hudson. A lot of people, I think, thought he might uh, stick on the team, but he was he was one of the uh, casualties today, along with Anthony Hamilton, uh, former Kansas City Chief cornerback, who was brought over. Uh, Javon Hagen is a safety who had some really nice looking performances throughout camp and in the preseason. Wasn't able to make the cut. And Darrell Adams, the other veteran tight end. Uh, so Bucks cutting down on some tight ends, um, as well as a couple guys in the secondary. There were other players, but none really worth mentioning, in my opinion. Um, I think some of those guys, uh, particularly Tanner Hudson and Anthony Hamilton and Javon Hagen, were maybe a surprise to some Buccaneers fans. Um, obviously, Jason Light and Bruce Arians and the staff have a clear vision in terms of what they think is important. I think some people were almost surprised to see um, the last pick in the NFL draft, Grant Stewart, still hanging around um, as of now. Uh, I guess what this reaffirms for me is just how important and high priority uh, special teams is. And mm -hmm. I think they they are just so focused on that. That's the reason they designated half the draft to addressing it. And, and I guess they're really hoping for those guys to stick. Bono's, oh. ball, Bono's ball checking us out. Bo, salute. Oh, bud, we miss you. Miss you too, big guy. See you next week. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Bo. Oh, that 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 tugs on the heartstrings right there. Um. 
But call. So any of those? Did any of those really stand out to you? As a, I mean, I don't think any would be in the shock uh, category. But any that kind of at least made you think for you know a minute or two. Because we have Cameron Braid, who's such a receiving threat as a tight end, and then obviously Rob Gronkowski can catch the ball, and obviously OJ Howard can catch the yeah, ball. Yeah, there's just that's that's as deep a tight end core as maybe any NFL team has ever had. Honest, like I'm not even kidding. You have three starting quality tight ends. That's unheard of. For sure. And and Brady starting quality Gronkowski's the best tight end of all time. So yeah, like you know, add that to the mix. So. For sure. And like uh, Gronk's maybe from a fantasy perspective past his prime and whatever, but like he's such a, an effective blocker and he's, he's been such a fantastic teammate since he got here. That's what's really blown me away. Not to say I didn't expect it, but he has this kind of douchey aura to him, or at least that's how I perceived him. Childish in new England, childish, maybe a better term. Thank you. Um, But I love Gronk and I love having him as a member of the bucks. And like, he's just everyone who talks about him. He's just the best teammate ever. Yeah. And, um, and he's, a, he's a superstar when in a league that is, you know, you kind of have to be a quarterback to be a superstar. Let's like, it, it isn't as, it isn't as marketable as the NBA, but people know Gronk and he's backed it up with production. He hasn't just been, uh, you know, off the field stuff. He's been amazing. And the fact that he's that good of a teammate, the fact that he has obviously an unbelievable relationship with Brady, it's just, it's just like icing on the cake for him. And he obviously played great in the Super Bowl, which was unreal. And yeah, tough, tough for the tight end that got cut. But, you know, that's not necessarily a black mark on his name to not make it over those three guys. That's for sure. No, I think they, they, they just want to use the they want to use those roster spots on positions of need. It's at yeah. that point. It's a luxury to be able to do it and to have to pass on a guy like Tanner Hudson. Um I mean, Javon Hagen, um, Anthony Hamilton, those guys are a little more surprising because you almost can't have enough enough depth in the secondary. Yeah. But again, we do have depth there as well. And obviously there's some other guys, like I said, I think it probably has to do more with special teams than anything. And they're yeah. really prioritizing the best possible unit on special teams. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of where I stand on that. Um, we'll see what happens. In terms of that, that's all I really want to talk about on the Bucks because we're going to go hard. Really hard. Deep. Yeah next week um potentially two more pods before the opener at least so uh, i kind of want to save our, our preview for the dallas uh tampa game home opener yeah next week it is a betting episode tampa at this point is favored by seven and a half um but let's just take a quick look around the league and then we'll get right into our betting preview um if you're good with that cap absolutely so since we were last on it actually happened last monday night after we were talking about how Jameis has got to be the starter over Taysom Hill. Um, sure enough, they, they named Jameis. Or, well, it was after that game that Jameis lit it up. Um, yeah. It super effective, like while we were on the air. Dropping a couple absolute dimes. Great catches, too. Great catches, but, like, like unbelievable throws. Unbelievable touchdown throws. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when Jameis... Like- when Jameis is on, he's, he's yeah. got all the arm talent in the world. It's, it's so hard because he's such a kind of character and, you know, throws so many interceptions. But his good – no one ever questioned his his good. Like, his good is as good as almost anyone's. Just, like, straight-up talent and ability. But it's just trying to limit the insane stuff that happens with him, right, or around him even. But, yeah, like, wasn't a question. I don't know. Taysom Hill hasn't played – 
quarterback in the NFL. So that gave Jameis a pretty good leg up right there. Like, I don't know what, what went on there, but anyways, yeah, he, he's looked pretty good. Yeah. So he was named the starter anyway. So finally Sean Payton made the right call there. Teddy Bridgewater named the starter in Denver. So those are the two guys who kind of earned that spot amongst the, yeah. the quarterback competitions. I mean, Bridgewater's got a lower ceiling arguably than Locke, but certainly a higher floor. And I think that's what they're going for in Denver. So, like, that's not a shocking decision. No. And, like, it's Vic Fangio. I still He's still going to be punting on third down, right? So, I don't know <laughs> if he even really cared who the quarterback was. I, I, I don't – I can't disagree with it. Like, you know, people throwing out that – and I technically probably agree that Drew Locke has a higher ceiling. But, man, that, like, that ceiling is – very hard to get to for him. Like, have we seen really, really good Drew Locke? You know, it's not like right aside from like two quarters and yeah, and not even like two games in a row, yeah. right? So I don't know. I, I hope I think he'll stick around. I think you know we'll see if they start off slow. Maybe they hand the keys over to Locke, but I don't know if they're going to be a defensive-minded team. They have some. They have some guys on offense. Bridgewater is clearly fine. Like. He's clearly a fine quarterback. I don't think that's really arguable. So he's a great number two quarterback and a service of like he can start and win yeah. with a great roster around him. Yeah. So, you know, tough. I think that's a bit of a tough call that they had there. It's probably, it's no, uh, no huge shock that it took them this long to, to announce a starter. And it's Maybe not it's like, it's not like, you know, Bridgewater was coming in as a number two and they had this, the, number four overall pick in drew lock that they're waiting to see if he's ready to go. You know what I mean? Like, like I said before, we've kind of seen it. So yeah, not crazy. Uh, I probably would have gone Bridgewater and I'm certainly not surprised that that Fangio did. That's for sure. That sorry. Quick. I couldn't be less excited for, for Denver. I like after kind of digging into them and, and everything, just how they've been so mediocre after being kind of like a, a, cornerstone franchise in the nfl for whatever 10 to 15 years they're like i don't know they just do nothing for me even though i, I like a couple of their guys they just do nothing for me that might also have something to do with the division because i do like um the Chargers and the chiefs so much more than them obviously i don't know where are you i i'd say you've stayed true to that too from when we did when we previewed that division yeah. like you've kind of been that guy i i would say i'm the one who's been i don't want to say pounding the table but saying that we need to acknowledge how talented the roster is in Denver, potentially, yeah. especially on the defensive side. Yes. Um, and even on offense, I love a ton of the guys they have. But again, like they're one of the teams that that is lacking um, consistent quarterback play, or at least something to put them over the top. So I expect them to be solid this year, but you're right. They're in one of the toughest divisions in football. Yeah. Um, and they have been a disappointment under Fangio and even before that. And um, Elway really fizzled out there. Uh, apparently not as great at evaluating the quarterback. Uh, but same with George Patton, who's there now. He passed on Justin Fields with the ninth overall pick to draft Patrick Sertain after they addressed the cornerback position specifically in free agency, bringing over Fuller. Um, they did a good job in free agency. So, I mean, that will for, could potentially haunt them because what a, what a great situation for Justin Fields and for that team to bring him in at nine. They wouldn't, they wouldn't even nine. have to move up. Look what Sam Fran had to give up to, to get Trey Lance. They could have got Fields. And Fields, um, Fields is better than Lance, but sorry, it don't, we're going to get into a draft thing here. I think Fields is like undoubtedly better than Trey Lance. I'm sorry, 
I hope that Lance is good, but I, I'd love to hear the justification for a team who has started like Brett Rippon and Trevor Simeon these last few years to not take the potential generational talent without even having to move up to get them. I, 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 I know it's been discussed all the NFL, like everything that I follow, obviously it's not some, you know, under the radar thing that happened or didn't happen with the Broncos passing on fields, but it looks even more ridiculous now, even after just watching a few games of fields in the preseason. Like I, I know you, how big on fields you were. It just, I can't, there's no justification. There's none. Yeah, it's just such a glaring need. And also, for in terms of just best talent available, like I know Sertain is arguably the best corner in the draft. And Fangio, we get it. You're a defensive-minded coach. Um, yeah. But, yeah, but- Justin Fields, his ceiling is so, so high. Not to play the ceiling, ceiling floor game again. I've already mentioned that. But his ceiling is so high, and I believe his floor is, is quite high. Um, and in terms of the Lance thing, Scott, the only thing I'll say to counter that because obviously I, I said Fields is my number one quarterback coming out Yeah. Um, in the entire draft. Uh, the thing with Lance and the thing with quarterbacks in general, where you land, how you're coached, the system you come into goes a long way to determining your it's NFL true. career and how you're viewed. And I can't think, and I wrote about this on BucksBanter.ca in my article QB1, all about Justin Fields. Uh, I wrote about how this could is potentially for a player – that high in the draft, a quarterback, the best situation for a rookie quarterback to come into in quite some time. Yeah. Um, almost comparable to like Tim Duncan when he went to the Spurs that year after they David Robinson's injury. And then like, yeah. just like a, an, an abnormal, abnormally functional franchise with yeah, great that's leadership. A, that's such a great way to put it. Um, Cause they're like a real team with a real front office and a real coach that the, you know, a talented guy like Lance got to go to. I, I, yeah, obviously, I can't argue that. That's a, that's a great point, and um, definitely puts him in this in a in a position to uh, to be successful here. I, I just, sir, it's just the Denver Fields thing. It's like, what do you need? You literally need a quarterback. So take a chance here. Like, you know, what are they? Are they they're still feeling the scars of drafting Paxton Lynch? Like, I don't know what to tell you. Move on. Let's try again because you need to. Yeah. It was just oh. the ideal spot to do it. Um, Bo's still lurking around in the shadows here. Uh, Denver might even regret not rolling the dice on Jameis. Price would be lower than Teddy, right? Yeah, price is a hell of a lot lower than Teddy, but they would have had to do it two years ago, right? Because James. Yeah. So that's the thing that I would say there. Poor Bo can make these points, and then he can't verbalize his uh, his own response. Definitely agrees on Fields long term for Denver. That's that's Bo Danyard, Bo knows ball coming in. Hey, bud on twitter follow him at bonos ball you see it on the screen there for our viewers yeah uh, he, he is of course the third leg of this three-legged podcast. race 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 um i, I want sorry let me catch up here's, on a couple. here's yeah. a odd take three-legged races suck <laughs> Look, i mean i say that as if i'm still doing them frequently haven't done one in probably about 27 years but like tying my leg up to some dick beside me we got to run to wherever always hated them can't we just race like normal people always thought they were dumb using the term dick and talking about three legs very risque uh terminology choice you you went there pal I, that, I, not even, there. that didn't even cross my mind no but you said even. it you said it yeah well <laughs> 
Well, anyway, <laughs> let me just say though, whatever you call them, to run the tapes back. Yeah, those three-legged races. I just want to say I'm borderline elite QB one as the third leg in those. Oh yeah. Yeah, like you and me could be a force if you could hold me up. Well. Like in that, like that would be a pretty fun uh, challenge. Maybe we got to challenge one of the other podcasts on Bucks Report. That's possible. Although, I guess I should be, you should be the third leg. I don't know. Our last competition, we lost in a cornhole match last Saturday. That I'm st- still feeling the effects of that. That sucks. Well, we also, we also beat a team that had gone like 21 and 0 that day in our first matchup with them. So we took, yeah, we took two Plus- from them. It was it was their beanbags, you know what I mean? They had home bag advantage. I don't like. I, hey, not to make excuses, you know the score was the score, but it just you know, Josh and Fraser, if, if we're gonna get a rematch, just let us know whenever and wherever. Shakira. Yes, there we are. Uh, yeah. Knew that was gonna come up eventually. I want to catch up on a couple comments. <laughs> um, uh, John Carrather says, "What's up, Bucks?" Johnny Santilli, Bucks banter. Better bring Bodan back, baby. Bet. There it is. Don't worry. Wow. The fans have spoken, and Bodan has answered, creeping up in the comments. So don't worry. He's around. You just can't see him. Wow, Johnny with an absolutely insane comment. <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, John Carruthers. Um, Scotty Miller seems to be struggling this year. I mean, to say seems to be struggling this year seems a little bit uh, unfair just because of the fact we this year hasn't started technically. Um, but I do understand what you're saying because, John, you're you're sh- thinking preseason of any time is a time we're going to see some explosive plays from Scotty Miller and we're going to see him on the field. Looked like he got a little banged up uh, in this last preseason game, but he he returned to the field, so he should be fine. I'm not too worried about Scotty Miller. I feel like he is what he is and – um hopefully he'll have a similar role to last year where he'll come in if someone's hurt um, and be effective for some big splash plays I'd love to see Scotty Miller develop as a receiver in terms of being more reliable on shorter as a shorter option receiver as well I think the secret's going to be out on him this year of course he's such a burner so uh, that's naturally going to create some some more cushion uh with the corners he's up against so you know just little hitch plays little short slants things like that I'd love to see how he handles that and if he can show more than just straightaway speed and a little bit of wiggle um, in between the chaos of the interior of a defense, um, that would definitely propel him to a new level in terms of his productivity as an NFL receiver. Um, and we were just talking about quarterbacks around the league, so uh, John would, would also, <laughs> also like to bring it back home. Trask looked good. Gabbert needs to be cut. He's never been good for us. So um, Gabbert has had a terrible preseason. He, he's looked awful. Um, I, you were right. He, he looked really bad the last two games, um, in pretty substantial playing time. Um, but then again, like think about that game against Detroit last year, he absolutely lit the lamp as soon as Brady went out. Cause we were trumping him so hard. But again, that's first the Detroit lions, arguably less of a challenge than third stringers of the Houston Texans this year. Who knows? Yeah. Well, yeah, <clears throat> that's uh that's positive from Trask though. Right. right. Like, yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Trask is looking. Trask is a long play. So for sure, course, you want to see some good stuff from him. So you're right. He looked good. Uh, I do think, though, Gabbert's solidified the number two quarterback position. And I think um, I think what we're not seeing, John, is that the value he brings from like uh, up here inside the helmet and as just a leader, knowing the offense, knowing the team, I think to a team like the Buccaneers, they just need someone who knows what the hell they're doing to like to 
spell Tom Brady if unfortunately the Bucks find themselves in a position where they need to for whatever reason. Yeah, he's got big uh like Bruce Gradkowski on the Steelers or Charlie Whitehurst on the on the Titans vibes. You know what I mean? Gradkowski on the yeah, true. I guess Greg Bruce did you know he was our starter years ago, Scott? Bruce Gradkowski? Yeah, I remember, but then he went he was the backup to Ben for I think like I don't know, like six or seven years. Yeah, I like I think he was in Oakland for a bit too. Yeah. I um, did you see the sorry, did you see the tweet about uh Chase Daniel from Warren Sharp the other day? No, speaking it's of Mizzou like, quarterbacks, eh? Oh my he's made like thirty-eight million dollars. He's is like five touchdowns, eight interceptions. There's it's like it's absolutely insane what this guy has carved out. Just him and Gabbert. Yeah, they're, they're setting the uh, they're setting the precedent. If you want, if you're good, you want to get drafted high and be a career backup, not have to risk injury. Oh. Go, to, go to Missouri. Hey, oh, yeah, seriously, right? Yeah, there about, it is. I not Missouri, but my boy, actually not my boy, never liked him, but Chad Henney, similar kind, like he his last year at Michigan. So he was in the 2008 draft. He's Probably made so much money being a backup and yeah, never he's still, being he's still in KC. Yeah. yeah. Well, he was still, he was in KC. I actually don't know where he is, but he played last year. Like it's unbelievable. Right. Like yeah, that that is wild. I'm, is Chris Winkie still floating around in his uh, age sixty three season? Oh dear lord! I I think he was sixty three in his senior year at Florida State. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, hard to say. Hard to actually. Say. No, he was coaching. He was coaching. Uh, he was in the Panthers coaching staff a few years ago, I believe. Potentially like a quarterback coach or something. Remember the Browns taking Brandon Whedon with like, was it like the 17th pick or something like that? And he was maybe it was early 20s. Yeah. Is it was that the same year that Dalton came out or around like to the Bengals? Oh. Is that the same year? I don't think it was the same year, but it probably was close. Anyway, he was 28 or 29 years old and like barely ever played. Like, yeah. Yeah. That is, uh, lots of those we we could dedicate an episode to that um carson wentz if you have interest in the um afc south carson wentz came back to practice um so indianapolis colts fans breathed a sigh of relief uh him returning from this foot surgery uh and i think he did one walkthrough and now he's on the covid reserve list so talk about a rocky start for our old pal carson wentzy um, not the guy who can afford to be missing time with a new team. Things aren't looking good for the Colts, if you ask me. Like, I know they have a great defense, but this is just not like there were so many question marks on Carson Wentz, and I really don't want to get into it because I know we've we've hit that nail on the head many a time in terms of how little confidence we have in Carson Wentz, at least if it has to do with an optimistic perspective about his performance. Yeah, if it has to do with football. Yeah, exactly. We're, yeah, we're, we're, confident he's, we're confident he's not that great. Ugh. Yeah. Um, at least while well, he's better than us, that's for damn sure. Uh, but that's not no, yeah. that's not who we're comparing him to. <laughs> so uh and then Deshaun Watson uh came out like like a trade might be possible. The Dolphins were rumored. Um Brian Flores put out a vague remark in term when he was asked about it by the Dolphins um beat reporters. But then it's coming out. Then reports are coming out surely from Houston's camp saying they're going to be happy to just they're not going to budge on their request of like three firsts and two seconds or whatever it is. Yeah, they want to 
they want quite a haul for him. Yeah. Yeah. So they're they're saying they'll be like so it's since come out that that they will be happy to just have him inactive every week if they need to. So I know it's sorry, and like, and this is hypothetical because it doesn't even look like it's going to happen. But from a, from a football perspective, where would you be on giving up a huge haul of picks and assuming, like, I'm assuming Tua to have Deshaun as your starter if you're the Dolphins? Like, are you as high on Deshaun as like you just you you do whatever you can to get him, even if it means giving up on a like a young quarterback? I think the Dolphins have put in too much work to acquire draft capital to just throw it away on a giant question mark. Like, yeah, not, not as a player. I'm so high on Deshaun Watson as a player, uh, but th- but I certainly am not a lawyer, and I would not trust that situation to play out. I saw a great tweet today. I forget who it was, um, but just sort of saying, you know, if this had happened to a lesser to a player with nowhere near that kind of talent, they'd be gone. They'd be like out of the league. Oh, not even close. Right. So. I just, it's just too risky. I don't know enough about the situation or how it's going to be resolved or what's going on behind the scenes to even, to be honest, to even consider it. Like, yeah, you know, no, I'd, fair I'd, enough. I'd maybe consider to, doing Tua for him straight, just yeah. Tua. But I, yeah. I don't like the idea of a team that's finally seems to be getting towards a back to relevance based on all the draft capital they acquired, they committed to the rebuild to then just go ahead and give it all back. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I'm with yeah. you. I'm with you there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think that's enough because we got a lot of betting stuff, Scott. And I know this, yes. is, this is your corner. I mean, I like this. I like to nestle up in this corner as well. Um, tough to be a football fan and not at least enjoy dabbling in some of the wagers that present themselves. Um, so what do you want to talk about first, my man? Oh, by the way, sorry, before we get started, you'll see, um, up in the top left-hand side of our overlay here beside Bucks Banter, BetUS is partnering. They've partnered with Bucks Report. They're also sponsoring the pod. So um, for anyone who is interested, that's where we're getting all of our odds from. BetUS, they do a great job. If you use our promo code, Bucks Ban- it says Bucks Banter up there. You actually have to type in Bucks Banter 125 um, and they're going to match 125% on your first deposit. So you put in 100 bucks, they're going to match an additional 125 So you're playing with $225 right off the bat if you just put in $100. So um, for any of our viewers or listeners who reside in the States, um, Bucks Banter, 125 sign up on BetUS, um, and you will be receiving $125 extra dollars if you drop 100 uh yeah beauty use it and uh the the website is awesome it's got a great um great interface super easy to navigate and uh a ton of options to get into and and we're gonna we're gonna dive into some of them right now call uh, this is a little bit off the board and you know i don't know how many people are starting i want to start with the nfl comeback player of the year okay so love it this is let me sorry no, this is like the best comeback player of the year class oh. ever. Like it's going to be riveting. Like this should this, be like an MVP race. Like yeah, this team would win the Super Bowl if they could somehow piece them all together. It, it's incredible. Um, okay, so a quick look at some of the names that uh, that BetUS has. So, excuse me. So uh, Dak is a is a pretty big favorite as of right now. He's plus one fifty. So bet a hundred dollars to uh, to profit one fifty. Um, a couple, I won't list the whole, uh, the whole list obviously, but here are a couple, uh, big names, uh, Joe Burrow plus 500 Saquon plus 600 McCaffrey plus 650. So, uh, Nick Bosa plus a thousand 
Wentz plus 900, Derwin James plus 2,000. I don't know why these aren't in order. Um, I know, it's annoying. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, Odell plus 2,000, Jameis plus 900, Um, Julio Jones plus 3,300, and then there are some other ones in there. So, um, but let's, let's take a look. I think I hit, I think I mentioned all the guys that we actually want to talk about, but Colin, I am looking at Saquon Barkley at plus 600. He is unfortunately due to injury and team circumstance been irrelevant during his time in the league, but that hasn't actually affected anyone's opinion on his ability to play or that he's an absolute game breaker, right? They're still going to be trying to get him the ball, get him the ball. If, if the whole giants coaching situation stays on the rails and they aren't a complete tire fire, I think they'll at least hang around 500 for most of the year. And, you know, being in New York, being on a, on a team like that, uh, you know, Saquon will get some publicity. Plus, people just like him, and I think that matters in an award like in, in an award like this. I, I think you could actually throw a similar uh, case out for Dak, except for he plays for the De- for the Cowboys, and that's not you know people aren't trying to give Cowboys too many awards, right? It, it's just the way it goes. So my fr- I, I like a couple guys on this list, uh, and you can go into who you like after this. But Bowden actually texted me just before the show. So we both like Saquon at plus 600. And one more nugget. I also just ch- I checked uh, earlier today. Wh- one defensive player in the last 20 years has won this award. And it was Eric Berry from Kansas City uh, in 2015. Totally deserving. But just harder, I think a harder award for, for a defensive player to win. So I would... I. Well, Nick Bosa is obviously an incredible talent. He's at 10 to 1 for a reason, but I would steer clear just based on history alone. I think it's going to be very hard for for a defensive guy to win the award. Well researched. I like that you just, you know, filled me in as well as our listeners on that piece of information. I mean, that's pretty glaring. One defensive player. Like, yeah, sometimes it happens. That that almost takes that side of the ball completely off the board. It really, it really does. Like, uh, unfortunately, because that, like, you tell me there haven't been good defensive candidates in the last, like, of course there have been. Yeah. Eric Berry, what a freak, by the way. Just one of my favorite players of all time, honestly. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, sorry. Go ahead, Bo. Or, so go, go ahead, Call. Um, what a compliment to be called Bo. Oh. What a cool name, oh. too. Um, <laughs> he yeah, knows man, you know how I feel about Saquon. I got a big yeah. picture of him. I'm looking at on the other side of my my Bucks dungeon here. Um defensively like i have derwin james jotted down at plus 2000 because i think yeah. he's in for a big year it, but again the question marks about derwin james staying healthy are just so tough but that's what would almost make his comeback story um that much more yeah feeling. sorry i also want to quickly say i love that you brought up dak when you were making your case for saquon in terms of everyone liking him because i wrote down dak as you were describing it but you yeah that that was great um sorry so the other guy is OBJ. I could see OBJ. I'm pretty high on Cleveland this year, and he's plus 2,000, um, which is real juicy. So I love the Saquon pick. He's my he's my guy, and I would never want to bet against Saquon. But this is the type of – like the odds here are so favorable to the better. You could sprinkle on a couple guys, right? There's nothing wrong with that, is there? No, no, certainly not, especially when you're getting 6-1, to 20-1, to one, things like that. that. I mean, you'd have to kind of decide if you think um, – Dak is as big of a, a trump card as they've kind of listed him in the odds here, but throw a little on Saquon, throw a little on OBJ, and honestly, 
I mean, I'm not going to do this, but I, I wouldn't argue against someone saying they wanted to put a little bit on Jameis right now. If you like Peyton and you trust the saints and you see what he's done in the, in the, um, in the preseason, like, I don't think he's going to win. I don't want to do it because I don't trust him to, to keep it, you know, in a normal sort of situation for that many weeks, but plus 900 isn't bad. Yeah, there you go. That's all about the odds with those kind of bets. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like you're, you're taking some flyers here. I don't plus plus one fifty for Dak. There's there are too many good stories and too many names that are just as big as Dak. I think on the offensive side that, like you know, kind of negate the fact that he's plus one fifty. Like I, I just think it's a a Dallas over hype thing. Even though he's like a worthy candidate, but plus one fifty, like I just can't get on board for that at all. Yeah, especially when you see the odds on some of these other players who are big name guys at the same position. And um, yeah, like Julio yeah. plus thirty three hundred. I don't like. I, I feel like know, Julio still played games last year though. Like it's. Just, I know. It's, like it's kind of funny he's on the list even to me. But he is, and he's really yeah. good. So, yeah. you know, the, the comeback just, player isn't always someone recovering or coming back from, like, a terrible injury, right? It's just, like, sometimes it's true. situationally based. So it's kind of a loose award, but there's some absolutely mammoth names on the list this year. I'm super interested to see who wins. Totally, man. I'm with that. That's good yeah. stuff. Um, one one that jumps out at me for my, my fellow Buccaneer fans um, – Devin White, Defensive Player of the Year. I made this bet last year, and I'm gonna make it again. It's uh, plus 2200. Uh, there's oh. a lot of a lot of names in front of Devin White on the Defensive Player of the Year, and just with knowing now how, like I did it last year, no idea how the Bucks were gonna do. Um, and for that to be available this year, I think you got to put a sprinkle on that. I feel really, really comfortable about that. So, yeah, not comfortable that he's gonna win it, but I mean comfortable putting a little sprinkle on Devin White to if I'm betting on him every week to hit the over on his tackles anyway. Um, I mean, he's such a dynamic force on the defensive side. He's he's going to be hungry this year, and he's going to be playing on a good team. And everyone knows his name now. So I think when they notice his absurd tackle numbers and how he's all over the place, he's just he's going to be way more mainstream. That's a great point. And yeah, like you said, he's going to have a tangible number beside his name that you can point to, which is going to be an insane amount of uh, of tackles, right? Which which matters. It's tough if you're a lockdown corner. Some you you might just not get the ball thrown your way at all, right? Like like that's not as easy to 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 win an award without those uh, without those numbers. So worth noting, Aaron Donald has won it three of the last four years, um, and he's. He's plus three seventy five, which is it kind of makes you think just because he's so good. That's now, just a foregone conclusion, you mean? Yeah, and it, uh, once he, like you know, you you throw a plus six hundred beside his name there, I think it's a no brainer. Um, so plus three seventy five, Bet US has him. Miles um, Garrett is actually slightly ahead of him at plus three fifty. I love a middle linebacker on a good team that's going to rack up tackles, like just from a, a narrative and, um, yeah, j- just a statistical standpoint. I really like that uh, that white pick. Anyone else on that list uh, that you would that you would take a shot with or yeah, at least just, look at? 
Yeah, let me pull it back up because there were a couple names that were intriguing to me. Uh, Defensive player of the year here. Uh, here's one here uh, while you're looking it up. What about, uh, I don't know, I don't love the number, but couldn't you see Chase Young really getting onto the scene as like, oh my, like an absolute superhero kind of situation? Yeah, I mean, um, Chase Young plus a thousand, that's definitely got some intrigue. Where is Joey Bosa plus 1200? The Bosa are 1100 and 1200. Yeah, like, I think uh, we're going to see a resurgence from the Chargers, and I think Joey Bosa, if he can stay on the field, is going to put up some ludicrous sack numbers. Yeah, well, now I'm realizing that why Michigan couldn't block Ohio State for the last 10 years when they have those the Bosa's plus Young just cycling in. Never forget when the second Bosa left, and it was like, oh, finally. Like, yeah, not a yeah. freak coming after to suplex our quarterback, and it was like, oh, yeah. They actually have Chase Young, who hasn't been playing much. He's he's the best of the three. Sweet, <laughs> sweet, good. That's good. He hasn't been playing much. Oh, awesome. Yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah, um, not that, eh? Chase Young not playing much. Crazy. Super annoying. But uh, anyway, sorry. Uh, yeah, I, I I would look at Young. What would you possibly take a stab on Derwin James or Jalen Ramsey? Any of those? Either of those names stick out at all? Like I like I think if uh, the Rams are are successful enough, then there's just no way that a different player than Aaron Donald on the same team will get it unless his like inter- he has like ten picks or something. Because but guys are so hesitant to throw on Ramsey, but he's yeah. so good. Plus thirty three hundred. That's yeah. That's uh. So maybe that's the same logic because Derwin James is plus two thousand. Um. So I li- I'd like Devin. I think Devin White's the best value on the board. I really do. You know, like it just. Yeah, I don't know. I've watched so much Devin White, like, and and I know you followed Devin White's career closely as well. And uh, yeah, he's just he's so great. He's so special, and he's so young yeah. that I just can't even like really fathom what the future has in store for this guy. And and surrounded with these other these other weapons on that side of the ball, I just think that he's going to be absolutely lights out. I agree, man. That's where I will be uh, throwing some capital down. That's for sure. Um. Any others here that you want to talk? I got a whole bunch written down, Cap. So you just lead the way, and then uh... all right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna steer away from the defensive player of the year. Although just going through that list, I love it. Um, I want to I want to shift to the coach of the year. So we're still in these individual awards, not team total stuff like that yet. But we're trust me, we're gonna get into them. So coach of the year, almost never given to just a good coach who coaches a good team because apparently that deserves no credit in the NFL. Um, it's almost always the team that's expected to go in prior years, six and 10, but ends up going 10 and six, something like that. So here are a couple of the guys I have circled that could kind of um, fall into that, into that category. I'm looking at uh, Matt rule from the Panthers once again, this is almost dependent on where, you know, if you if you think a team might outperform their win total by about three or four wins or something like that, right? So I would look at Matt Rule at uh, plus 2,200. Uh, um, here are a couple other I, ones. I really like the Matt Rule one. I mean, yeah, I think you and I were in agreement last week in terms of we think the, the Panthers could be in for a bit of a surprising season from a – 
I think they're going to turn out some wins. We both had them finishing second in the NFC South. Um, yeah. In our rankings. Now we never got to hear from Bo on that yet, so I'm curious. I don't think I think I don't think he would have had them there as well. But no. uh, um, regardless, I love Matt Rule, man. I think that's that's great value there, and I yeah. I, I foresee a, a, a continued improvement from that team. I like what they're doing from a personnel standpoint. Me too. Me too. Um, yeah. So there's a lot. A lot of options. Another one I would throw in the mix. Ugh. Once and this is a bit of a fire, but um, but Zach Taylor with the Bengals. Sorry, I'm just so he's twenty two to one. He's plus twenty two hundred. You know, if once again, it's it's all about expectations. And no, I don't think the Bengals are going to light the world on fire. But you don't necessarily have to to win the award. Obviously, it matters if you make the playoffs. It's like a huge um, kind of line of demarcation for winning these uh, for winning these Coach of the Year awards. But I don't know if you like them. I- I'm just more looking at coaches who have some talent on the roster who can really outperform what they're supposed to do. And those and Ve- are two that I was looking at. And it's a great point, Scott, because Vegas obviously agrees with you as well with Flores and it looks like Ron Rivera. Because I was thinking both those guys are names to consider, and um, yeah, they're both plus eight hundred with Twitter. yeah, they're like know. the favorites, yeah, basically to win the award, right? Those so, are the two favorites. So you're right. Yeah, the guy I circled to was Stefanski plus eighteen hundred. I mean, the Browns, although they're coming, I almost think they were too good last year. Well, yeah, according to your your philosophy here, which yeah. certainly seems legit they they do but the browns are such a historically awful franchise that maybe two years in a row it's kind of like okay the browns are back and you got to start giving some credit to stefanski who's done a fantastic job i would listen i would listen to that i see where you're coming from the only thing is if they go 11 and 5 again or you know 11 and 6 then how could you give it to him this year how can you give it to him this year that's so that's why i kind of crossed him out but i see i like yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Um, I like Matt the Matt Rule one a lot, Scott. I think that would be if I were to suggest one, I, I'd be on that Matt Rule. Yeah, Matt I'm Rule thinking train. I might uh, bet that after this podcast. <laughs> um, uh, a couple absolute no goes are. I'm sorry, Dan Campbell could be four billion to one, and I wouldn't take him. Um, even Urban, he's thirty-eight to one for the record, which you know is is too low. Um, Urban with the Jags at twenty to one. Do you see any scenario like wh- wh- what about that? The, any? Do you think the Jags? No, I, I don't either. I don't. No, get it. I don't. They just there's too many holes. Offensive line, um, different aspects of the defense. Etn going down really hurts. Yeah. Um, you know they're not yeah. not this year. Okay, so we got the general kind of thesis out there over overperforming coach not necessarily a great team good story they usually win this thing so that's that's kind of where i'm at yeah let us know in the comments too if you guys have any picks we yeah, any what you guys are thinking yeah I'm with, I'm with you cap you got me on that matt rule train buddy i think i might have to ride or die on that one with you yeah let's do um, it carlene Pezuolo, is this Bucks Report or fantasy football? Funny thing is, it is Bucks Report, and we haven't mentioned fantasy football once. No, um, we're discussing real live NFL. We talked about the Bucks off the top, and now we are discussing again real live NFL sports betting. Um, but uh, we appreciate you chiming in, Carlene. We do, we do. Yeah. 
And speaking of which, I'll, so Trask did not look good. He was given a C minus grade for the preseason. Um, I'm not sure who's writing the report cards. Um, That's you, pretty much a D. <laughs> <laughs> he has a long way to go. No question he does. He hasn't played a real NFL game yet. I think it's a long haul, like we said earlier in the, in the episode when we covered what's up with the Bucks. Talk specifically about Trask. And um, I think he's he's looked fine overall. Like, you know, showing some command. Sure, he's had some struggles. Don't forget, he's playing with, with the third stringers at every position as well. So um, it's kind of unfair to evaluate a quarterback um, according to those standards when you don't really know the guys they're playing with. They're playing with guys trying to make the team different agendas being served. So just Hey, to- and Colin, just so you know, the third st- the third stringers are basically the four stringers. <laughs> yeah. That. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's basically, so just so, you, yeah, just getting that out there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I like, I like what you said. We should maybe summarize at the end, some of these picks. Cause I really like them. I got them. I got them. Okay, cool. Matt, yeah. Of course here. Um, another interesting one cap. If another award, uh, offensive rookie of the year, I got three guys written down that I would be comfortable betting on all three of them because I like the odds. Um, Kyle Pitts plus 900. Um, he's going to just have an insane workload and the amount of targets are going to be there. And at plus 900 compared to what some of the guys on the list ahead of him were the quarterbacks. Now you're probably going to tell me that they only give it to quarterbacks usually, but Kyle Pitts is different, man. He's a different breed. So, yeah. um, if, if Travis Kelsey's a rookie, like, could he win it? Because Pitts has a potential to impact statistically and pro- productivity wise in a pretty significant way. Yeah, he's gonna have to really do something special to win it. Uh, like you said, just just positionally, just because you know a running back gets the ball so much, a quarterback has the ball, all that, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, I like it. He's I I know how much you'd like Pitts, obviously. Um, yeah, I I would like to see a little bit better value in order to to want to get on to get in on that. But I get it, I get it. Who else do you like? Lawrence a pretty heavy favorite. I, you know, I like Jamar Chase at plus 1400. I don't know if those odds are a little juicier. Again, I'm going against the quarterback grain, which maybe seems silly because uh, there's, it's such a great quarterback class. Yeah. It's like, I get that, but then it, it could be any of those guys if you're going to bank on a quarterback. So why not take a shot on some of these skill guys? And if one of them has a massive season, then there you go. Um, so that's one of them. And then I, where is, uh, I guess Javante Williams is 1600. Javante Williams is another guy I have interest in running back in Denver coming out of North Carolina. He's competing with Melvin, Melvin Gordon, pardon me. Um, Teddy Bridgewater is a quarterback, so we'll see how their aerial attack is, but I could see him uh, potentially being really productive. You already mentioned running backs have the ball in their hands enough, at least compared to a tight end or a receiver. So um, those are just some names that jumped out at me, but again, I will defer to your expertise. I'm not so much the long game future is better, but I do love to discuss it. No, hey, absolutely. Sorry, I'm just bringing it up here. Um, <clears throat> Elijah Moore plus five thousand is another guy um, receiver in New York. Zach Wilson looks fantastic throwing the football. There's issues with their O line. They're such a young team at important positions. But Elijah Moore, uh, the second most productive receiver in college football by a landslide, just behind Devonte Smith. Um, he's he's going to be a big big factor for the New York Jets. Even if they're good or bad, he could put up some pretty big numbers. So yeah. 
just some names of rookies I like. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Who are you leaning here, buddy? Do you have one? In, like, did no, this jump I, out at you or not really? Not. It didn't really jump out at me because I think it's going to be one of like I think it's going to be a boring winner, one of these yeah. quarterbacks, unfortunately. So, not from an odds perspective, not nothing I would actually be, uh, you know, crawling all over or falling all over myself to go bet. Uh, you know, just for a, like a fun type of play, I would, I know we've talked about him, but I'd look at Rondale Moore at 50 to one. Not once again, do I think he's, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to win, but I think he could have a couple huge games affect the game in a few different ways. And, uh, kind of burst onto the scene and at 50 to one, I wouldn't mind taking that fire, but I think it's going to be one of those quarterbacks at the top of the list. So it'd be a, it'd be a stay away from me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think I would lean fields. Although it's hard to say, we don't know who's going to play. Like Andy Dalton uh, declared the starter today. Oh, I honestly didn't see that. So yeah. I didn't, Oh, okay. Which well, is just go. ridiculous. Like it's insane. It's yeah. insane. I kind of feel bad for Andy Dalton somehow because he's just in Chicago. Like he's just getting absolutely annihilated, understandably. Yeah. And it's not really to a fault of his own. Yeah. He but, just, it, but it is his time, right, Scott? Oh, it's his. Uh, just ask him. Just yeah. ask him. It's his time. So, yeah, perfect. Uh, yeah, that's a good one, though, call to bring up for sure. That's always an exciting award. It's a fun one. I yeah, like this rookie sure. crop. I like it. On the offensive side, some great offensive playmakers coming into the league this year, folks. A lot of those names we just mentioned, whether you bet them or not, they'll be fun to watch. So Rondell Moore, Elijah Moore, who we just mentioned, both um, 50 to 1 odds. Maybe we'll have a friendly wager cap. You get Rondell, I'll take Elijah Moore, and we'll see who's who's more likely to win the rookie. Who's more likely to win? Oh, there it is. Um, That's good. That's good. Uh, Can I pop on to the next thing here? Please do. While you All do right. that, while you do that first, let me just remind everyone you see uh BetUS. If you sign up with BetUS and register an account, make sure you enter the promo code, not the one exactly listed above the screen. You need to add a one, two, and a five. Bucks banter one, two, five. Add that in the promo code, and they're gonna give you an extra 125% on your investment. Love it. Absolutely. Yeah. Get in there, everyone. That's where we're reading our odds from. That's what the info we are delivering to you. Yes, yes. And the next thing from the BetUS site that I'm going to pull, I love looking at these. It's uh, picking the Super Bowl matchups. So this is great because you can take take a couple shots, obviously, right, because the odds are so long. Um, first one that stood out to me, so, and I, I, I'm sorry, Bucks fans, uh, Chiefs-Rams 25-1. to 1. I don't know, man. I like. I think that's pretty good value. I I think the Bucks are the best team in the NFC. I I do, but at twenty, I I think the Chiefs are kind of head and shoulders the best team in the AFC. So I really like their chances to get back there again for the third straight year. Twenty five to one, like that is. I think that's worth something. We're we're. What do you think there? This is Super Bowl exact outcome. I'm just getting there now. Um, no, Super Bowl um, oh, right. matchups. Super Bowl matchups. There we are. Um, right there, yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, I I like the Rams to be a sleeper in the NFC this year, no question. Yeah. Um, I do think they still have lots of holes, though. 
compared to a team like the Bucks, but it's the NFL, man. Like, at, like one game, you lose one game and you're done against another yeah, very exactly. good team in the exactly. postseason. Health can be such a factor. It's not like they got to win a series like every other sport. That's why we love the NFL. Yeah. Not the sole so, reason, but it's part of what makes it unique. The, yeah, for sure. Um, and kind of similarly, I, I saw Bill's Rams was 60 to one, which is just, you know, obviously a long shot, but, Need you know, if you're getting there, 60, but, pardon? You need two upsets in that one. So, yeah, it's a little for, more. Long well, yeah, you need a lot. You need but, a lot. But, but let's very say, good teams. Let's say, so let's call those, whatever. Let's say those are the second best teams in each conference. I'm getting 60 to one. Like, obviously, a lot has to happen, but just I love that value. I, I, no, I don't think the Bills are better than the Chiefs, but I'm willing to put a little stake in it to see what happens. Yeah, don't go betting your your steakhouse on it if you own no. one, but but no. maybe sprinkle the cost of a steak on a bet like this, and you'd yeah. be really happy at the end of the year. And it <laughs> it isn't this, yeah, exactly. So so Bills Rams at sixty, and then Bills Bucks at all the way down at twenty. So right. that's the difference right wow. there. But they're yeah. So and here, sorry, let me just bring up Chiefs. So I think the Chiefs and the uh, Bucks have to be like. Uh, Eight to ten to one here. Sorry, my computer's just uh... yeah, ten to one for Chiefs Bucks. So that's got to be the lo- that's for sure the lowest. Um, that's the most likely scenario in, in Vegas right now. What about um, Browns Bucks? Browns Bucks. I just had it. I don't know why I didn't write it down as opposed to just you know um, try to remember it all like a lunatic. Uh, Twenty-five to one for Browns Bucks. Right. Okay. So where are any of those talking to you at all? Like, like, are you pretty set on the Chiefs making it out of the AFC? I know you just asked about the Browns, but yeah, anything like, like that. Yeah, like I'm not gonna like I'm the kind of guy I'm gonna sprinkle mine on individual players because less one guy needs to crush it. That's fair. Um, so for that, that I will stay away. I my prediction would be a Super Bowl rematch. Um, but I certainly think what you're saying makes perfect sense. I mean, with how good some of those teams are, there's quite a bit of separation, isn't there, from the top teams in the AFC from the rest? Yeah. Um, I, I put the Browns in that same tier almost as, as the Bills. How about how about Baltimore? Would you put them in the same group? No, I think the Browns no, are gonna be I think the Browns are gonna be better than Baltimore is this year. Okay. Um, I really do. I think I have them as a division um winner or conference division winner somewhere here yeah you did yeah um but anyway uh so yeah that's my rationale for staying away from those but i totally see what you're saying and it's worth a shot right play with a couple matchups and yeah i'm looking at ravens cowboys at 140 to one i don't know like it's not absolutely insane sorry i know i haven't mentioned the bucks but i think the bucks are the best team i'm just looking for value here um definitely some interesting like you know, mix in a Green Bay and a Buffalo, uh, like uh, Seattle versus Cleveland. Like anyone listening, go just check out the site just to compare how crazy some of these combinations are. And, uh, you know, if you want to have a little bit of a rooting interest on two teams just to see how they are throughout the season. And yeah, it's a fun bet to make. Love it. It's good stuff, man. Yeah. Um, I know one that that we've talked about previously. Um but not the actual we, – we weren't pulling up the lines. We were just discussing coaches on the hot seat. Um, and Mike Zimmer, first coach to be fired at plus 900, just kind of caught my attention. I think 
Really? Yeah. Is he the favorite? No, no. There's uh, there's got to be there's five coaches ahead of him on the list, and Nagy, Matt Nagy's the only other guy I'm really scared of getting axed first, and he's plus seven fifty. Um, but though, like, I think it's got to be Zimmer or Nagy, and uh, they aren't at the top of the list. So anyway, I could see a major regression from the Vikings and. Um, if that were to happen, I think Zimmer's been given a long, long leash there, and he's only proved to be rotating between mediocre to solid, not really able to get him over the hump. So that's a guy who jumps out at me, Mike Zimmer, plus 900. Matt Nagy, obviously not starting the day off well, uh, committing to Andy Dalton to start the season. But um, if, he, if he's unwilling to commit to Justin Fields and ownership sees it a different way, that's certainly at plus 750. Um, another coach whose seat would be burning hot. The only argument is that maybe Nagy's just holding on to fields so he can play them if the team play him if the team looks bad, and then that buys him a little bit of extra time. But yeah, I I think Nagy could be gone for sure. Yeah, regardless that like there being other coaches at more um, taste. I looked, Sorry. Yeah, I was looking at Mike McCarthy, but their schedule is pretty. Their first two weeks are tough. They have the the Bucks and the Chargers, but then I think they're going to be favored in, in like six of their next seven games or something like that. Just taking a look, so uh, they would have to really bottom out early. And with Dak um, looking to be healthy enough to play, I don't really see it. Um, and I don't think Jerry's as with the head coach. I feel like Jerry is a little more loyal than we like than he maybe we assume he would. Yeah, because he's Jerry Jones. Like, I don't know. He stuck with Jason Garrett quite a bit past, I think, most Cowboys wish he did. And then yeah. he hires like a similarly predictable head coach. It's just a ridiculous hire in the first place, in my opinion. So I get why you think he should be fired. I just don't know if Jerry's there yet. I think he's going to give him this year for sure, especially after what happened with Dak last year. I and think he- so, too. But if they somehow started like 0-4, would you be surprised if he just got axed? Like, I wouldn't. If they start 0-4, yeah, that with, with Dak in there. I yeah. Mean, um, and if like Zeke Elliott's still unproductive, yeah. Um, that would might be time to panic, but I still don't know if Jerry blames that on McCarthy necessarily. I don't know. We'll see. Just just throwing out potentials there. Who For else? Sure. Sorry, can, you, can you list a couple further guys down the list there that uh you would at least take a look at? Yeah, sorry, let me just pull it up here. I've I just kind of jotted it down in my notes. So coach. Um, I got Kingsbury at twelve hundred, plus twelve hundred. I keep clicking on NFL G O T Y. Yeah, coach of the year. Wait, no, that's not what we're doing. First coach fired. Sorry, folks. I'm just trying to navigate. No, hey, this is the exciting world of of betting on football, man. That's it. Um, maybe we should talk about something else as I look for this. Okay. <laughs> No problem. There's a lot right. of options on BetUS. That's all. Okay. So what the next one I wanted to talk about, NFL rushing leader. I'm looking at Nick Chubb at plus 650. Love, um, love that. Yeah. As much as like I love Henry and – all that will like uh, just the value at plus two seventy five. Obviously, if he wins the rushing title, that's not going to be a surprise. I'm just looking at plus six fifty for Chubb. I think their offense is going to be good. They're going to have a great uh, passing game as a threat, 
and just to open it up for Chubb. We know he can he can bust out big runs, so he can kind of be bottled up, bottled up, and then still end up with 125 yards in a given game, even though it doesn't look great the whole time. We know he can do that. I I love him. Uh, like as, like we said, I, we both think the Browns are going to be good, but I don't think we think they're going to be overwhelming, right? So they're going to be in games and all that. So I like the value there a lot. I, I really like that. Yeah, man. I love I love the Chubster. Um He's awesome. Only fear is like Kareem Hunt work shit, workload, but like yeah, I you know. Whereas Derrick Henry isn't sharing with anybody, and like Dalvin Cook also. That's why those guys have, um, you know, why Vegas is is taking more to get more there. Totally fair, but yeah, but I get that. but I mean Nick Chubb's amazing, and he's he's like a traditional running back, right? Like he can yeah. catch the ball, but they, he's their ground and pound guy, and they play Hunt as the receiving back. Yeah. Um. So Chubb is totally for plus six fifty a worthwhile gamble. The only other guy who pops out at me there is Jonathan Taylor at plus twelve hundred. I like that a lot. Young legs, like great O line. Yeah, um, not a super deep division. Yep, um, I would like it better if we knew the quarterbacks or if we knew exactly what was happening. But I, I'd be shocked if Taylor didn't have like a soup like a you know, 1400 yards and 11 TDs kind of season. Yeah. Yeah. I love Jonathan Taylor. So yeah, just another name worth mentioning. And I obviously opened that instead of the first coach fired. So I'm just going to move on yeah. from that. Um, <laughs> we, you gotta, sometimes you gotta take your L's man. Oh, trust me. I know. <laughs> um, okay. I'm about to take an L with probably every bet that I've thrown out here so far. So don't worry. No, no, I, I like it uh what what do you want to talk about next man any bets that jump out at you i wouldn't mind the last kind of prop i i want to talk about is the um is the passing yards leader okay okay so it's mahomes obviously right it's got to be mahomes is the favorite i the you know the worry about betting him is that they're blowing everyone out and he doesn't play in fourth quarters yeah right so but i think on any in any given season with this offense if if reed and my if reed kind of decides like hey you're gonna lead the league in passing this year like let's just go do it i think they can do it right so that's for sure right so so he's plus 300 which is obviously kind of expensive because it's a tough award to win and and predict but yeah, I, I would go chalk here. I would I would go with Mahomes. Although Prescott at plus four hundred, you know they're going to be pitching it around because they're going to be down all the time in those insane games where you know Dak throws for four twenty five and they lose by four fourteen somehow because they've been losing the whole game kind of thing. So that's the other thing. That's a lot of game flow. Not necessarily the best quarterback, but uh, you know game situation dictating who wins it. Um, yeah, where would you fall? Anyone sticking out to you? No, I didn't. I didn't jot anything down from the passing yards again. Like, I, I thought of Brady, but then I thought because I think Brady's gonna, it's gonna be a lot of passing touchdowns. I, I actually have interest in Brady at plus five hundred for the most passing touchdowns in the league. I like that. Um, but from a yardage wise, I totally get what you're saying. Going chalk, and I like that. You, you know, it's not always about taking a major gamble. Sometimes yeah. there's a reason guys are favored. And if yeah. you're still going to 
uh, reap some rewards, you know, two, three times your money, then why not bet on the, the, the strongest horse? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, another one in the same deck uh, kind of mold would be Russell Wilson at plus 1600, just because who knows with Seattle, they only throw or they throw more when they're down, but they are always playing in these crazy games, you know, and, and Wilson has to put up crazy stat lines to get them back into the game. So just another one to, to potentially consider, but I would be, I would be looking Mahomes. And with the new OC there too in Seattle, who knows? Maybe all yeah. of a sudden they're going to let it fly. I mean, they have such a dynamic receiving group. It's true. It's an option, but yeah, no, I, I like what you're where you're going there, Scotty. Yeah. Um, and then another, I think props wise, that's more or less any of the ones I wanted to talk about. I don't know if you have any individual player props that you found interesting. Like, like there's a couple. There's a ton. They're, they're not really juicy that that we're at the point worth talking about. I kind of like us focusing on those that you know, reward, reward the selection. Um, yeah. You know, there's no point in talking about minus money ones. Yeah. Or whatever. I mean, that's not what we're doing here. We're, we're trying to throw out some fun ones to play and things that we like, things that we want to cheer for and, and everything. So yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Two, two team ones that I will hit on before I let you um, cover whatever else you do to wrap up the segment, but Cleveland Browns to finish first in the AFC North at plus 130. I like that a lot. J.K. Dobbins just went down. Ravens have been dealing with some stuff. I think this is the year the Browns are going to take that division, the AFC North. So plus 130, Browns to finish first in the AFC North. And uh, Houston Texans to lose most losses in the NFL. It's plus 155. I think it's a lock. So, Wow, that's that's pretty nice. Like I'm like, I just – that team is in complete shambles. Um, I think it's they could go winless potentially. Where where's Detroit on that list? They're next in line. So uh, again, I just jotted my favorite down. So I'll yeah, if you want to go through the painful process of me trying to find something. No, oh god, no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um okay, yeah, those are great. That everyone check those out. That those are really fun, fun lists, fun uh fun bets to potentially make. Um yeah, I trying to i would sorry i've been beating the drum about how bad the potential giants coaching situation is at 22 to 1 i would maybe take a look at the worst record for them i don't actually think they're that bad i just think they're a a falls off the rails candidate Uh, honestly houston's going to be terrible so that once again that's more of just a fun stab to take um but that that would already Sorry yeah. to cut you off. That would all but squash your Saquon comeback player of the year then. Yeah, exactly. It, it, those are those are in complete uh, juxtaposition against each other, right? So I get that. But I, I just kind of think those are two potential outcomes for that team. So that's where I was. Uh, and in your defense, if one of them hits, you're laughing. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, So if for you were sure. to play both, you'd, it wouldn't matter. Whichever one hit would work. Yeah, no kidding. Um I'm looking at the NFC East, okay, NFL division final standings, first and second place in any order. Dallas and Washington, plus 150. So either one of them can win the division and the either one can uh, can be the runner-up there. I, I just don't like those other two teams as we've kind of – as we've hit on. I think Philadelphia is going to be terrible. I think the Giants have potential to suck. Um, but at plus 150, I like that a lot. I do think those two teams are – are definitively better than the other two. 
So, um, yeah, that's kind of cool. I really like that. Sorry, could you say the odds on that once more, Scott? So it's plus 150 for Dallas and Washington, and it's in any order. So you get the like the mix and match of if of them one, being one, two. Yeah, exactly. In either order. So that's nice. Yeah, that feels damn near luck. Yeah, I personally as well. Like I, I just have a lot of trouble seeing Philly doing anything, making any noise this year. I think they're they're gonna be they're, picking, they're gonna be picking in the top five, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the Giants have, have their issues. So and then similar type bet if you know if we've been pumping up the Panthers you can get Panthers and Tampa Bay first or second in any order in the NFC sales at plus 375 like ooh i like that if we like if we like carolina i think that might wait, be wait sorry what is it plus 375 see you know what i think then scott and i had written this down but i forgot to say it so i'm glad you brought that up then you might as well just bet the panthers to finish second in the NFC south for plus 500 Oh, is that just there? Oh, yes. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. No, I'm I just don't know. Like, as we're talking through it, because that is one I jotted down. So, yeah. cause, like, I think the Bucks are going to take the NFC South. So, I think you're better off just laying that money on, on the Panthers to finish second at plus 500, which I might do. I like it. Yeah. Okay. I like that a lot. Man, this is just like Christmas. This like all these combinations it's like oh my god yeah the, you could spend a lot of time uh mixing the potential scenarios so again cool. big reason why we like using bet us i it's amazing it's it's yeah couldn't recommend it enough i, I mean i did some a pretty big deep dive today and i'm still finding some new combos and stuff to look at so sorry everyone we're in hour one or in the second hour of hours of six in this podcast i hope that's cool with everyone sorry carlene <laughs> uh you got any more you want to hit on before we get on out of here scotty um are you feeling satisfied with the content we've i feel talked? good i mean we'll be I doing it all year too don't forget we'll, we'll, be, we'll be maybe not on bucks report but bucks banter will be certainly hitting on plenty of weekly odds bo and i love to do the player props and absolutely we and we we can mention the uh the pool that we that we do the um it's almost like a any listeners who know this super contest was at uh, Hilton at the Hilton in Vegas, where you pick five games against the spread every week. I think theirs was a, a $1,500 entry fee. Anyways, ours is a hundred dollars. We'll put the website in the, in the description for the podcast. It's www.razorspools.com, but it's a hundred dollars. Uh, pick five games against the spread. I think the winner won around uh, 8,000 last year. It's really, really fun. Have action every week. And uh, definitely a good way to keep your eye on on uh, the teams throughout the league. And, uh, yeah, it's a great pool. But, um, yeah, and I mean, this is more of a props type thing. We, we'll be able to get into lines and, uh, and win totals even next week before we actually uh, – before the season actually starts. But this is just kind of, you know, throwing out some fun ones and, uh, and seeing, seeing what we like. That's it. And lots of fun ones. We'll tweet them out, uh, our yeah. favorite ones. So they'll come out on Twitter um, just to put them in writing, the ones that we really like. And, Absolutely. Uh, take them or leave them as you may, but we got the receipts now. So we'll see how we do on those. And uh, they'll, it's beauty of the NFL, man. Like, you know, we just think about the actual sport itself, but there's the, you got fantasy, you got gambling. I mean, oh, God, it's like Christmas every sunday and it resets and then you just get to do it again and 
and then you, you can just you can just try because sure. we know it's freaking hard but hey yeah shout out to harry the greek he and the over under on bucks report i know he likes to talk a lot of lines and and uh, betting and he'll be covering plenty of that right here at bucks report as well um but for now i think that is sufficient in terms of our nfl betting preview uh, again, BetUS, Bucks Banter, 125. Don't forget the 125 on the end. That's the promo code. They will give you an additional $125 on any $100 deposit you make if you sign up with them. Use our promo code and you'll get that extra chunk of change. Uh, thank you for listening. And remember, yeah. please like and subscribe on YouTube, our own YouTube channel. Just search Bucks Banter on YouTube. You'll see it there. And feel free to give us a follow on Twitter. I'm at Bucks Banter. Or Scott here at Cap underscore Tan underscore Ron, Captain Ron. Um, thanks so much for listening, and we can't wait to talk next week on Bucks Report Monday at 7 p.m. as that will be our last live episode before the NFL season is underway. Can't wait. Have a good night. Later, guys.